0: Boston University is going to kill us all, and you're paying for it. K-pop money, I know. A lot of money, right, in K-pop? Well, you won't believe how much, and how much... Korea is going to lose. And thumbs up! We got that and more all coming up. Welcome to the Jay Sheldon Show. It is a Wednesday, and we are right in the middle of it. Wednesday night here in Malaysia, Wednesday morning on the uh, United States of America, Good morning, America. Hello, the UK. I got a viewer down in Adelaide, one in Brisbane, in Australia, down under. Uh, Let's see, India. Thank you, India. And also our podcast listeners on Geo7 over in India. Thank you guys so much. Uh, Yeah, our audio is a podcast. We put it out there. It's just the audio part of our show, which a lot of our show is visual. But we always give you the links in our show notes so you can check out what we're talking about if you are a podcast listener. Wherever you have your podcasts, or wherever you get them, uh, iTunes, Spotify, Geo7, uh, Radio Public, Stitcher, we're on, on most of the platforms. Just look for The Jay Sheldon Show and hit follow or subscribe. and. You're good to go. And we are also, of course, a live show. That's the main thing we do. Monday, Wednesday, Saturdays, 10 p.m. Malaysia time on Facebook Live, YouTube, Twitch.tv, and our main channel, Rumble.com. We've been on Rumble for a long time now, and we are going to stay there. No matter what we do or what we say, Rumble will not censor us. So please do check us out over there and subscribe to our Rumble channel. We are getting a ton of views on Rumble. Man, thank you guys, really, from the bottom of this old wrinkled heart. Cannot thank you enough. We've had more views than ever in the last week or two. So, yeah. And yes, I know, we are a little bit early tonight. We we did that on purpose, but we'll explain that another time. All right, anyway, it's time to get you updated, as we always do at the start of the show on this furry little friend miko update oh yeah the miko update she is fantastic she's in fighting on the bed right now chewing on my significant other and uh making them anyway this is the miko pose aldwin what's up with you good to see you in hello there thanks for popping along this is miko in our living room and this is the this is her pose Laying on her back, legs in the air, tootie to the world, not a care. And uh, this is this is how she spends a great deal of her time. Just like that. Uh, <laughs> Sheba, I, I don't know if all dogs do, but Sheba's apparently have a tendency to do this. A lot of times when she does it, she's right below the fan. We've got two fans in our living room and one is usually running, one is not. And very often when she does this, balls-to-the-air thing, although it's a she, so, you know. Um, I have a feeling she's just cooling off, but it's the funniest thing. And she will sleep like that. You'll see her laying like this with her eyes closed. Just not a care in the world. Obviously, if she's laying like that, she feels very secure, so. <laughs> that's, uh yeah, that's our little girl earlier today. Never fails to... Uh, <laughs> never fails to... Find a new way to amuse us. All right, Obiko Update, of course, brought to you by our good folks at BarkBox.com. BarkBox is a monthly subscription service which will bring your pet, your furry friend, the love of your life, amazing toys, great natural treats, and a dog chew every month in a themed box. There is a link at the top of our show notes. It's easy to remember. BarkBox.com slash Miko, M-I-K-O. And if you use that link, you will get our special bonus offer of an extra month free with a multi-month subscription. Every month, they theme the box. Happy and content, Larry. My Mastiff does it too. Uh, you mean the, yeah, the laying with the belly exposed. Yeah, <laughs> Your Mastiff does it. Oh my God. Those are huge. That's very cool. Anyway, every month, you get a theme and... Like, here's Bark to School, Italian Placation, National Park Foundation, Halloween Party, uh, Stranger Things from Netflix, Jurassic World, Harry Potter, uh, Star Wars they had, the NBA, uh, Madagascar. Whoa, that's a cool one. Look at these toys. These are absolutely incredible. And the treats, by the way, are completely natural. You check the ingredients. They're good for you. They're good, good for your dog. Uh, although I assume you don't, but you could probably eat them yourself. You know, I thought about that the other day. I have actually done that with Miko. I have tried a couple of her treats. Not the ones that seem kind of gross, but the ones like there's this banana flavored stick and it smells so good. I tried it. It actually smells more like banana than it tastes, but it's it wasn't bad. It's not something I'd make a, you know, a meal out of. Anyway, uh, there's a Scooby-Doo bark box. Check that out with a giant burger and a little Scooby. That is so cool. Look at this. This is what you're going to get every month. A new theme and uh, a new Rudolph, the red-nosed reindeer. Oh, my God. Look at that, Rudolph. And the abominable snowman and the, the lion king, the, uh, the polka-dotted elephant. Ah, oh, check that out, huh? All right, so just sign up at BarkBox.com Miko. And uh, by the way, this is for the U.S., Don't eat dog biscuits. (laughs) I don't make a habit of it, but I wanted to try it. So, what the hell? I'm a wacko. Uh, Anyway, do sign up if you're in the U.S., U.S. territories, or Canada. They don't sadly ship internationally yet. You can get a friend in the U.S. if you have one who you could ship it to them and they could ship it forwarded to you. Or, uh, you know, get one of those international shipping, repeating shipping services. You can do that too because they're relatively inexpensive. And it's a good way to get stuff also that you, you know, that companies don't ship to other parts of the world. But anyway, BarkBox.com slash Miko is the link. Do check it out. And uh, I'm, I satisfaction guaranteed 100%. This company is so good with customer service. They are absolutely amazing. And uh, they want to make sure you are 100% satisfied. And they go to great lengths to make sure that happens. All right, let's get on with our topic tonight, our main topic anyway, which is... Uh, <laughs> Oh man. It just don't get any better this is from the Epic Times Boston University defends a controversial study on COVID hybrid strain. Yes, they have apparently created a strain with an 80% mortality rate in mice. Why for God's sakes why are we doing this again? and the rumor is that the NIH as in that moron fauci criminal fauci who should be in prison is funding this your tax money funding it this is it just never stops look the whole idea with viruses is they have what's <clears throat> what's called an r factor which is how infectious it is and a mortality rate which is how deadly it is traditionally If you're trying to engineer a virus, you don't want the thing to be 100% deadly. Viruses don't want to be 100% deadly. Because what happens is you kill off your host and you end. That's it. You're done. You want something around maybe 50% or so mortality. So, you know, you're killing some, but you're living on in others. I mean, I know that's a horrible way to think about it, but that's the way viruses work. Well, these idiots at Boston University have now apparently, God knows for what reason, come up with a hybrid strain with an 80% mortality rate in mice. They issued a statement Tuesday defending its research uh, when they took the variant spike protein, attached it to the original COVID-19 strain, leading to a higher mortality rate. It triggered concern among lawmakers, you think, the Omicron S-bearing virus robustly escaped vaccine-induced uh, humoral immunity, mainly because of mutations in the receptor-binding motif. While Omicron causes mild non-fatal infection, I, it just it's beyond me, the Omicron S-carrying virus inflicts severe disease with a mortality rate of 80%. One lawmaker, Senator Roger Marshall, Republican from Kansas, said the research entailed lethal gain-of-function virus research. Please stop it. It creates the potential to kill more people than any singular nuclear weapon. Marshall, a doctor also, in addition to be a representative from uh, the senator from Kansas, he's also a doctor, he added viruses have managed to escape even the most secure labs, and said such research must stop immediately while the risks and benefits can be investigated. Boston University issued a lengthy statement defending its research, probably defending the money and the grants they get. It said critics have misrepresented the goals of the study. Who cares? Who gives a crap what your goals are? Stop doing it. To what end? Just stop doing it. Refuted allegations the study involved gain-of-function research. Gee, I think an 80% mortality rate is a bit of of gain-of-function, don't you? Uh, Which can make a pathogen more deadly or transmissible. The research, reviewed and approved by the Institute Biosafety Committee, which consists of scientists as well as local uh, community members, Uh, The Boston Public Health Commission also approved the research. (laughs) Of course they did. Furthermore, the research mirrors and reinforces the findings of other similar research performed by other organizations, including the FDA. Man, Dave Becker's like the stream. Oh, my God. David Becker, how do you do? It is so good to see you, and I am so happy you popped in. Thank you for the like. I really appreciate it. Be sure you hit the follow button, too. And on Rumble, go over to Rumble and find us. Subscribe over there, please. Great to see you, Dave. Hope you're doing well. Dave Becker is a uh, friend. I I was going to say an old friend of mine, but, you know, I don't want to be too insulting. But we're old, Dave, okay? Uh, From way back in my hometown in Cornwall, Connecticut. Anyway... (laughs) This just keeps getting worse and worse. I don't know why these people keep doing this ridiculous asinine research. It's to know, don't give me what it is the benefits. There's no benefits. You want another You want another COVID-19 pandemic? Keep going, keep it up. The whole article is in our show notes. There's a link in there. You can check it out and uh, find out more about it, read about it. But to me, it's like, oh, come on. After what we just went through, you people have lost your freaking minds. And you're paying for it, by the way, your tax dollars. Hope you're happy about that. You need to be calling your senators and your representatives and letting them know you're not going to put up with this crap. All right. We got to lighten the mood because, <laughs> you know, really, what more is there to say? This is, the, this is stupid on steroids k-pop let's really switch gears here k-pop k-pop makes a lot of money a lot of money and a lot of it comes back into south korea k-pop korean pop uh the k-pop artists are for the most part late teens early 20s not much older mostly late teens teenagers And uh, they are hugely, immensely popular. They, between records and sales and concerts and paraphernalia and all kinds of branded merchandise, it's worth billions to South Korea. Here's the problem. These guys in these K-pop groups are at an age where they are required to take part in military service. You know, it's like the old draft in the U.S., which is long gone, thankfully. But this report from World of Buzz, this is the, its just something you don't think about, but it's absolutely true. The supergroup BTS is about to take part in military service, which means no concerts, no more recording for a while. And check out this headline, South Korea is set to lose billions from making K-pop supergroup BTS take part in military service. There they are. Between 2014 and 2023, analysts projected that BTS would have contributed, this is unbelievable, $137 trillion, with a T, ringgit. Now, the last I saw, the ringgit to USD was about 4.7 to 1. 1 USD is 4.7 ringgit. That's still a lot of money. Trillion, 137 trillion ringgit to the South Korean economy. Can you imagine? And why isn't there an M-pop? We need a Malaysia pop, all right? South Korea supergroup BTS amassed a cult following and fan base in every corner of the earth. Arguably South Korea's biggest export and biggest attraction. It's unsurprising the country is set to lose billions after the supergroup announced that its members will be taking part in South Korea's compulsory military service, which they had previously deferred back in 2020. They released a statement by label Big Hit Music Monday, said its members were honored to serve their country. Well, good on them. And would uh, reconvene as a group around 2025. But that's still what two three years without any income trillions of ringgit billions of u.s dollars coming into south korea aldwin says careful the bts fan base aks bts army can be wild and out if anybody messes with their boy band now look i have not said a bad thing about bts I, I've listened to their music. They're pretty cool. Love their videos. Uh, I'm a big fan of a lot of South Korean, uh, not so much K-pop, but a lot of South Korean groups are very cool. Anyway, I'm not saying anything bad about them. I'm saying, man, they ought to maybe forgive them their military service. Cause these guys are worth billions to the South Korean economy. But like I said, good on them for sticking to their commitments It's required that you serve, and they're doing exactly that. No new tours of music for several years, a massive blow to the country's economy, as they uh, are considered a powerhouse in the entertainment committee. According to Fortune magazine, now check this out, in 2018, research for Hyundai Research Institute revealed that BTS was contributing more than $3.6 billion dollars USD to the uh, from consumer good exports and cosmetics in a single year. Dang. Unbelievable. 3.6 billion to the South Korean economy. That is unbelievable. The boy band brought in one in every 13 tourists. One out of every 13 tourists were there because of BTS generated $1.1 billion from consumer goods exports. Unbelievable. And between 2014-2023, analysts say BTS would have contributed $29.1 trillion USD, with a T, trillion, to the South Korean economy. That is unbelievable. Wow. Zane says, I respectfully disagree. It sends the message that no matter how big you are, you're not too good to defend your country. <laughs> Wait, you're disagreeing with what? The fact that they should defer their... Uh... Yeah, well, I, I, like I said, I have to respect these guys for sticking with the law and, and their required service. They're hugely successful. I can't imagine ever in their life they will have a want for money or anything. And I'm sure they'll be back at it in a couple of years and they'll be just as popular all over again. But uh, the the big thing really is the hit to the South Korean economy. A couple of trillion dollars is a lot of money coming into your economy. You don't want to lose that. Um, Aldwin says the Biden administration has already shown their anti-black racism. It's not the Biden administration; just about every Democrat on the planet. Uh, for inviting them to speak against Asian hate when the administration hadn't done anything to protect black Americans Americans from police brutality. Well, the black Americans from police brutality may or may not be a fact. Those numbers are often skewed, um, and uh, police brutality... We'll have a show about that one day. Uh, Zane says, I think they shouldn't defer or avoid their recruitment in any shape or form. It sets a great example. No, you're exactly right. I I 100% agree. And I applaud them for not deferring. Uh, They did at first, but I assume they'd probably had a bunch, maybe a lot of contracts already signed and they just, you know, they couldn't get out of them, whatever. But after the deferment was over, in they went and good on them. Seriously. Seriously. Um, so cool great story and man I'm telling you unbelievable I knew these guys were making money but I had no idea how much money that's insane absolutely insane big thumbs up for BTS now I did that on purpose as a segue to our next segment do you know that the thumbs-up emoji is hostile? Yes, the idiotic morons of cancel culture have done it again. This from the New York Post. The link is in our show notes if you want to read the whole story. Never mind the ad that's running. Uh, Gen Z canceled well the hostile thumbs-up emoji and wants to ban nine others. Buckle up. Cancel culture is coming for your emojis. Gen Zers are calling out the popular thumbs up emoji for being rude and hostile, and even saying they feel attacked, pearl clutching, whenever they see it used in the workplace. A Reddit poster confessed to being not adult enough to be comfortable with the thumbs up emoji reaction. Others chimed in to agree, and called out other common emojis, such as the red heart. These people are beyond stupid. Seriously. For young people, the thumbs-up emojis is used to become really passive-aggressive. Some 24-year-old mama's boy said, It's super rude if someone just sends you a thumbs-up. They added, so I had a weird time adjusting because my workplace is the same. I'm surprised if that's your attitude, you can even manage to keep a job, you idiot. Older workers appeared flummoxed by the reaction, noting they use a thumb up in work-related chats to signal I approve, or I understand and will do. Part of the issue is that young people used to use the thumbs up in jest. I only use it sarcastically, although sometimes I'm not even sure if the irony comes across. Barry Kennedy, 24, told the Post. He said he only used it to communicate with boomers like his parents or annoying colleagues. One anonymous author, office worker chalked it up to a generational communication culture difference. I will chalk it up to you idiot, pearl-clutching little morons who can't find anything better to do than complain that you're feeling passive-aggressive and you're feeling a bit... uh, you're feeling uh, attacked because I sent you a thumbs-up. Shut up, sit down, go over in the corner, and stay out of our lives, you morons. Should you be surprised that an Asian like me is trying to be pro-black? No, not at all. Uh, I think if you are like me, the color of your skin has absolutely nothing to do with who you are as a person. And like I might add most conservatives, I am a conservative. Strangely enough, but I am. And I think you'll find if you don't watch the mainstream media and you dig into places like the Dan Bongino show, this show, uh, you'll find that. Conservative people don't... It's the Democrats who keep trying to call out your racism and why you should be this way and why you should all be herded into little categories, whether you're Asian or black or Hispanic. We don't care. It has no... I do, what the melanin content of your skin is matters to me not one single bit. It has to do with what's in here. Martin Luther King, the content of your character that's what matters what the color of your skin is i couldn't possibly care any less there was one aldwin says time a a smug person who went into my dms and ordered me to do something against my free will at the same time thanking me with a thumbs up emoji emoji (laughs) the audacity here's to you I actually had a whole bunch of thumbs up emojis, but I can't, I can't find them now. So I don't know what happened to them. Anyway, we'll, we'll put them on in another show just because I know it ticks off these little pearl clutchers. (laughs) Oh, I love this. I love it because these idiots just keep making it so easy. Seriously. They make it so easy. And we don't care you can complain all you want we don't care go sit in the corner and shut up nobody's paying attention to you nobody cares go clutch your pearls in mommy's basement check this out (laughs) there's also this link in our show notes here um why nobody should be using the thumbs up emoji in 2022 and the 10 symbols only old people use that have Gen Z rolling their eyes. This is from uh, MMA Uncensored. Uh, Sending a thumbs up can be seen as a passive-aggressive confrontation. (laughs) You know what, whatever. I'm not not even going to cover this anymore because it's just, it's beyond stupid. These people have outdone themselves. Nobody cares. Nobody respects you anymore. And nobody's listening. And that's the last we're going to talk about that. All right. We did a story last week or last stream, which was what, Monday, uh, about a, a person. I think it was from Malaysia. I, I don't remember exactly, but it was, it was a person who people had criticized. And she said, I don't give a crap what you say. It doesn't affect me. Troll me all you want. I don't care. I'm going to do me. Well, I got another one. World of Buzz story. Absolutely love this uh, from Malaysia, but it applies no matter where you are. Because like I was just saying, like this idiots Democrats love the first thing they do is they pull out the race card. Well, if you're not a racist, it shouldn't bother you. If you're a racist, then you got a problem. But if you're not a racist, somebody calls you a racist, then uh, who cares? Call me anything you want. Call me a purple, long-haired, chicken-lizard, gizzard boy. I I don't know, whatever. I'm just making shit up. Uh, It doesn't matter. You would call somebody a racist. If they're not a racist, who cares? But you'll make the headlines. Anyway, this candidate running for parliament slams netizens who called her a porn star. She says, I'm a mother of two. I love this lady. As the election is imminent here in Malaysia, many influential Malaysians have registered to become candidates. Recently, Nur Fathia Shazwana, I hope I said your name right, popularity known as Cleopatra has shared that she will be contesting in the Batu parliament, and there is an ad for her. It's in Malay, so if you don't speak Malay, sorry. Um... She uploaded a poster of her looking for volunteers and PACAs on Twitter. However, instead of helpful comments, as usual, the trolls in Mommy's Basement are back at it again. She got a lot of unwarranted criticism. Now there is the poster looking for some assistance, very respectfully dressed. And uh, uh, Fatia noticed the tweets and took a screenshot of them before uploading them. Uh, in the screenshot, you can see a conversation between some netizens here. And uh, it's, a, it's, it's the messy woman. Oh, this woman, she's a porn star. If I want to support uh, PH, I would think twice if this woman was there. The interaction uh, thread has angered her. And uh, she posted the screenshot with a caption saying, I am a single mother of two. Please don't say this to me. In the thread, she clarified that she is not in Pakatan Harapan, as she is not corrupt. Many netizens defended her, good on you, and said that even if they don't support her political ideals, calling her a porn star is completely unwarranted. It's a dirt word in politics. Keep it up, YB. Keep going. Make them feel ashamed. Never give up. The claim is a big claim, so easy for them to label someone like that. They'll need to bear that sin in the afterlife. One netizen believed that she should show good personality with her clothing, even when she was covered all her limbs in the poster. You can see there in the, uh, in the poster. Nothing wrong with that. And uh, she's going to keep on going. In Islam, the clothes represent your morality. There will be no slander if you present a good personality through your clothes. Lead by example if you want to be a leader. Uh, Edison uh, retorted, is it correct to label someone a porn star in Islam? By spewing things like that, if not sinful, you have a narrow mind. Uh, I'm not going to get into the religious end of this argument, but there you go. Uh, she said that through that, she was aware of how some people are uneasy with her life to the point that they want to slander her. However, she is turning a blind eye to them. Good on you. We really admire you. We love people like that, who attacking a person is definitely not representative of having a good character. And uh, there you go. The article itself is in our show notes if you want to read it. But uh, again, whenever we see these things about somebody who does or tries to do the right thing or even attempts to do the right thing and these trolley idiot morons mommy basement dwelling hot pocket eating idiots who have no life and no job come after them then they stand up and they say go pound sand i don't care what you say we love you keep doing it (laughs) keep doing it i love this lady All right. I don't know what her politics are. I don't care what her politics are. What I care about is that the trolls tried to get her and she said (laughs) to you. Yeah. All right, Aldwin. Are we going to have an argument here? Wow, that's a long reply, but it's okay. No worries. I love it when people uh, people contribute here. Let's see. What did Aldwin say? I have to respectfully disagree. Because most Republicans currently, over time and time, have been showing their anti black racism. That is so absolutely 100% not true. You are watching CNN for your news. You really need to stop watching mainstream media and get your news from reliable sources, not fake news. The only difference Republicans are more outspoken about it than Democrats. That is also not true. Do you know where, do you know the Democrats' history in the KKK? In a lot of racist things, you need to go check a history book. Seriously, I'm sorry, but you are exactly wrong about that. Um, Democrats claim to be the black people's friend, but they're wolves in sheep clothing. That is absolutely true. They want you in this herd mentality, um, exploiting their history for their own gain. This unfortunately made Malcolm X's statement true. A lot of what Malcolm X stood for, I do not agree with. Some of which he stood for, I absolutely 100% do. He had points. Uh, But please, please get out of the box of mainstream media. And that includes, I'm not sure where you live, Aldwin. I'm going to guess Malaysia. That includes all of our media here who do nothing but repeat the talking points that they're being fed by CNN, CBS, ABC, uh, you know, all the mainstream media crap. Stop watching that crap. It is not true. It is fake. It is a narrative. They are telling you a story, not the story. If you want to know the story, you get what I mean? They're telling you a story, not the story. Find your news from other sources. You will be amazed at what you will find out there. Okay, well, wherever you're getting your news from, you need to change sources. And look... I've plugged his show before because I am a big fan. I'm a regular viewer. I'd never miss an episode. The Dan Bongino Show is one, it's a, it's a podcast, but it's also a, a video podcast, you, just like our show here where he comes on camera and talks, and their audio is a podcast. So whether it's a, the podcast or his Rumble uh, video, we can find on rumble.com, just look for the Dan Bongino Show. Do me a favor. Watch two or three episodes. I'm not going to try to convince you to be a subscriber and watch him for the rest of your life. Just watch two or three episodes. It comes up at an odd time here in Malaysia, so I usually watch it in the morning with my coffee and toast. But uh, it will open your eyes. It will absolutely open your eyes. Aldwin is always here, number one fan. He is indeed our number one fan, and we love him. We also love him because he likes to have conversations where we don't necessarily have to agree. And that's okay. That's what discussion is all about. He has his point of view. I have mine. And we go back and forth and we love it. Who's that? Roncomoncatel. Roncomoncatel. All right, cool. (laughs) Nice to have you along. But yes, Aldwin, absolutely. We love him to pieces and we love what he adds to our show. Seriously, Alden, thank you. I I appreciate your being here, and I love the back and forth. Whether we agree or not doesn't matter. It's a good conversation, and that's what this is all about, a good conversation. We can agree, I can change my mind, you can change yours, or we can agree to disagree. But at the end of the day, isn't that what it's all about? It's not my way or the highway. All right. Um, (laughs) I got one more I always end with something good newsy. And uh, I'm not left wing, Zane says, or right wing. I'm middle finger, Sage Francis hip hop artist. Yes, we like that. Not left wing or right wing. I'm middle finger. There you go. That's a family friendly middle finger. That's a Dan Bongino thing. Please, please do that though. And I'm not just talking to Aldwin. If you, if you, wherever you are, I'm an independent. Good on you. Um, do check out the Dan Bongino show. I can't encourage you enough. He says it in the opening of his show every, every day. It's a show that brings you the truth. And that's, at the end of the day, something that never changes. And really what you need to be looking for is the truth. Alright, this was posted by my dear friend Jean Mosier. Jean and I went to school together, and anything that has Catherine Hepburn on it instantly gets my attention. I've told you my Catherine Hepburn stories before. It's a post from Folly of God. And the link is in our show notes if you'd like to read it yourself or share it out on your social media. The greatest gift ever given to me this is Catherine Hepburn talking was the family in which I was raised. All of us were encouraged to think and cherish what we loved and whom we loved. Whenever doubt came to me, I knew I could defend myself, and I could will myself into action. My parents felt that we should always be educated, and then we were on our own. I got no support once I announced my desire to be an actress. My family asked if I was happy, and that was that. When I wanted private acting classes, I simply couldn't afford them, so I asked my father for the money. There was a very long silence. God, he was stoic. A mountain hard. And s- a mountain hard. And I just completely lost my place. <laughs> um... Okay, a mountain, hard and silent, but when he got me the money, I think it was $10, a lot of money back in those days, he told me it was money he'd gotten from gambling on golf and cards, so it was dirty money applied to a dirty business. He recognized that I was a fool with money, and so when I got paid, he told me to take what I needed for rent and food and send the rest to him, and he invested it. I'm here today, solid, because of him. If I needed a dining table, I would have to ask him for my money, and he would quiz me on the make and the model of the damn table. But that's the table right over there. Good stuff lasts forever, you see. He kept me honest and tight, and I think I still am. Catherine Hepburn, an interview with James Grissom in 1990 what a woman and what a story too absolutely amazing cool all right it is time to move on to our book we have done 40 minutes of other stuff tonight which i think is a first usually we do about a half an hour but that's okay because it was a lot of cool stuff and i'm really pleased we had a chance to chit chat with uh, aldwin and zane and ronka Monka And the whole gang out there. Thank you for that. All right. As you know, we read books, classic books, at the end of our show. We've been doing that for almost 278 shows now. We've done The Wizard of Oz, Peter Pan, The Little Prince, uh, Alice in Wonderland, so many classic books, and uh, The Jungle Book. And right now, we've been doing Bambi. We're up to Chapter 6, and it's following along pretty close to the Disney film we all know and love. (laughs) Chapter six of Bambi. Time passes. Bambi learns how good grass tastes, how tender the buds of leaves are, and how sweet clover is. And when he presses himself against his mother to get some refreshment, she often pushes him away. You're not a little child any more," she says. Sometimes she'll even be more direct and say, go away, leave me in peace. Sometimes his mother would even stand up in the middle of the day in their little place in the woods and just walk away without looking to see whether Bambi was following her or not. There are even times when she's walking along the familiar paths when she seems not to notice whether Bambi is trotting behind her like a good boy. One day, his mother wasn't there. Bambi doesn't know how that's possible, can't understand it. But his mother is gone. And Bambi, for the first time, is alone. He's bewildered. He becomes uneasy. He becomes nervous and anxious, and he begins to long for her quite pitifully. Very sadly, he stands there and calls to her. No one answers. No one comes. He listens, smells the air. Nothing. He calls again, gently, Inside himself, imploringly, he calls Mother, Mother, all in vain. Now, he's gripped with doubt as to whether he can endure it, and so he begins to walk. He wanders all along the paths he knows, stops, calls out, walks on with hesitant steps, fearful and unable to understand. He's very sad. He carries on walking and finds himself on paths where he's never been before. He finds himself in parts of the woods that are strange to him. He's lost. Then he hears the voices of two children who are calling out like him. Mother? Mother? Surely that's Gobo and Feline. It it must be them. He runs quickly towards the voices and soon sees their red coats shining between the leaves, Gobo and Faline. There they stand next to each other under a dogwood, looking forlorn and calling, Mother, Mother. They're glad they can hear something rustling in the undergrowth, but they're disappointed when they see it's only Bambi. But they are a little bit glad to see him. And Bambi's glad he's not quite so alone anymore. My mother's gone away somewhere, says Bambi. Ours is gone too, lamented Gobo. They look at each other in their dismay. But where could they be, asked Bambi, almost in tears. I don't know, sighs Gobo. His heart is beating fast, and he's feeling quite miserable. Suddenly, Faline says, I think they're with our fathers. Gobo and Bambi look at each other in astonishment. They are immediately gripped by a sense of awe. You mean, with our fathers? asked Bambi and shudders. Faline shudders too, but she makes a face that seems to be saying a lot. She looks like someone who knows more than is willing to say. She doesn't really know anything at all, of course. She does not know where she got the idea from, but as Gobo repeats, "'Do you really mean that?' She makes herself look clever, and each time says, "'Yes, I think so.' That is, of course, a guess, but it's at least worth thinking about. It doesn't make Bambi any less uneasy, though. He's now capable of thinking. He's too anxious.' and too sad. He moves away. He doesn't like to spend too much time in one spot. Feline and Gobo go with him a little way. All three of them call, Mother! Mother! But now Gobo and Feline have stopped. They don't dare go any further. Feline says, Where are we going? Our mother knows where we should be, so let's stay there so she can find us when she comes back. Bambi walks on by himself. He wanders through a thicket where there's a little bear patch. In the middle of the bear patch, Bambi stops. It's as if he's held there by his roots and cannot leave the spot. And there at the edge of the bear spot, in a tall hazel bush, he could make out a form. Bambi'd never seen a form like this. At the same time, a scent came to him in the air, a scent he's never smelt before. It's a strange aroma, heavy and sharp and exciting, enough to make you mad. Bambi stares at the form. It's remarkably erect, especially narrow, and has a pale face, which is quite naked on the nose and around the eyes, horribly naked. This is a face that projects a dreadful horror cold, gruesome. This face has a monstrous power to it, a power that could leave you crippled. This face is painful to behold, hardly bearable to behold, but Bambly nonetheless stands there and stares at it, captivated. The form remains there motionless for a long time, then reaches one leg out, a leg positioned high up and puts it near its face. Bambi hasn't noticed that it was there at all. That terrible leg stretches right out into the air and is merely this gesture that sweeps Bambi away like a candle in the wind. In an instant, he's back in the thicket he's just left, and he runs. Suddenly, his mother is back with him. She leaps through bush and undergrowth next to him. The two of them run as fast as they can. His mother leads the way. She knows the path, and Bambi follows. In this way, they keep running until they're at the entrance to their chamber. Did did you, did you see that? Asks his mother gently. Bambi cannot answer. He has no breath left. He merely nods. That was... That was him, she says. And the two of them shudder in horror. Wow. That's a chapter six. <laughs> chapter seven coming up in our next stream on Saturday night. Wow. Very cool. That was him. <laughs> I love it. What a great book. All right, folks, hope you're enjoying that. I will see you again on Saturday night. Thanks, everybody, for coming along for the ride. Be sure you like and follow. Please do check out Rumble.com. While you're there, of course, look for our show and click subscribe. Also, I'm highly recommending for those of you who want to get your news from a reliable source and information, the Dan Bongino Show. Seriously. I don't know Dan. Uh, He is way out of my league, but... That is a show that will bring you the truth about what's going on, mostly in America. But if you're interested in American politics, you could do a lot worse, a lot worse. Check out the Dan Bongino Show. And thank you for liking and subscribing to our show, too. Really appreciate it. I'll see you Saturday night. This is The Jay Sheldon Show. Good night.